With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. My name is Big Vaughn, and I would like to have the honor of bringing a legend to the stage, man. We've all listened to his music, his family's music for many, many years, and how he's been having a staying power for so long is incredible. So I want y'all to show your love for Damien Jr. Gong Marley. Your medication makes me high. Just be patient. Keep it going one time, man. Trying to find levitation. Yes, Lord. Welcome, Damien. Yeah, man. Thank you. Thank you all for having me. Enough love. How is it, brother, man? How does it feel to be doing this so long, so that strong, and the fans still love you so much? Yeah, it's a great feeling, you know, and thank everyone for the support and the love that they've shown over the years. And, you know what I mean? Music is our thing, so to be able to steal the music and still be appreciated is, is the greatest. Yeah, man. Let's get to the Stony Hill, man. Why'd you call it Stony Hill? Stony Hill is a place in Jamaica where I grew up. And it's, it's, it's dominantly known as the more privileged side of town, you know what I mean? And I wanted to show that about my upbringing, pay homage to my upbringing, um, pay homage to my mother's side of my family, and also highlight the fact that um, based on the history of my father, he's coming from the countryside in Jamaica to the city where he was living in the ghetto, and then being able to work hard enough to be successful enough to have a child born in an area like where I'm from. You know, and that in itself is a very inspiring story. That's starting from the ground level and really working up, you know? Yeah. And when you put the record together, you did most of it straight to the face. No features, maybe like one or two. Was that really important to you to put together like that? It wasn't on purpose. At the same time, I still think I'm comfortable with it being that um, a lot of my more recent releases have been collaborations, you know? I did the album with Nas. I did Super Heavy, which was like a collaboration album too. So, I mean, you know, I didn't miss it personally you know yeah how's it feel like it's your life since little boy you make music like every day like that's all you think about like there's other things you get into no yes there's a lot of other things that we're getting into right now i'm involved in some other business ventures also um marijuana business being one of them um <laughs> you know i'm guessing everyone has their card here right now huh okay you know what i mean but, but I mean, but music is, is what we love. You know what I mean? Music is what I love. For like, the fighting the fight of marijuana so long, and to now, especially to come out here with just flowing around so freely, how does that feel? Did you ever think this day would come? Of course. I mean, this is the day that we've been working toward. You know what I mean? Well, of course, we didn't, weren't able to predict when and where and how it would happen, but we definitely didn't want to be working in vain. You know what I mean? So over the years when we were doing songs and trying to, you know, advocate for the legalization of marijuana, it is with the hope that it would become legal. Yeah. Now that it's here, do you feel like it's uh, maybe a little bit overdone? Like they're overweeding us? Overweeding <laughs> us. <laughs> they're they're overweeding yeah. us. It's out of control. Because in my life, I was like uh, at a bus stop the other day, and there was a dispensary thing on the side of the bus. Like a big nugget of weed. I was like, that's crazy. I never yeah. thought I would see that. It was like a Big Mac. Sin. But it was weed. Sin, sin. 
Well, uh, yo, I'm glad for it, you know what I mean? And we definitely need to educate people about the benefits of herb. It got, it got far beyond just getting high, you know what I mean? As, as we are learning now about all the medical benefits of it. So education on, on the herb is great, you know? Now, for those who don't know, I'm stealing your question. <laughs> you tried to say it early. Now, you've bought a prison and you're growing in there. How, like, how, what was the idea behind that? Like, I wanted to be at that meeting. Well, I mean, the reality is really that there were, you know, partners of mine was really just looking for a facility to grow herb, a place to grow herb. And in checking out the available real estate, that facility was on the market. So no one really had a plan to, you know, go and try find a prison, more so than the prison was available. And, and it's the right, right square footage, you know. Yeah. But when it happened, when they, when they brought it to your attention, like, hey, we're going to grow. You said, okay, cool. We're going to find a location. Oh, cool. Yeah, we're going to buy the prison. Did you go, what? Yo, that, yeah, because, I mean, really, it's like, what a crazy story. Because without, definitely, without hesitation, people were locked up there for marijuana, you know what I mean, over the years. So to be growing there now, I mean, what a story. And, you know, that, that's like redemption, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Ultimate payback on that one right there. Now, I'm getting in my age where I like to go on these cruises and stuff like that. I've been looking at one, and I've been hearing about this Jamrock cruise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're all fans. They're <laughs> participants in it. Yeah. I need to know how this came together, and how's it going? Well, it came together. I mean, there are other music cruises, different genres and different, you know, um, ideas. And then, of course, well, the, the whole idea of having a cruise with reggae music, going to Jamaica... You know, that, that goes hand in hand, reggae music, tropical weather, vacation, you know. Um, the big challenge about it was really to try to convince people that reggae music was worth the investment. You know what I mean? A lot of them didn't think that our fans would have, the, I guess you'd say, the income to be able to want to go on a cruise. Or, or, you know what I mean? Which would prove them wrong because within a few, you know, very shortly after announcing the first one, it sold out, like within like, you know, two months, you know what I mean? This one that's coming up this year now is already sold out. So we're looking forward to start putting the cruise together for next year. So, you know, but overall, I'm very proud of it because it's, it puts our genre on a pedestal. You know what I mean? It says that reggae music is worth the investment and that we can do, you know, commercial business, so to speak, you know? So. Now, I heard you had a, uh, I'm about to get real geek on y'all real quick. I'm sorry. There's going to be a sound clash on the boat this year? Yeah, the, we, we've had, this would be the third year now that we're having some. Well, I going to be a big one this year? Yeah. You got an extra ticket in your pocket? <laughs> 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 it's in my book bag. <laughs> yes. It's good seeing y'all. <laughs> so what else you got coming on with you? I always wanted to know, like, how many Marley products are there? Anytime I go to the store, I see like another one. It's like, how, do you know how many there is, or do you like, do you, or do you run into them too? Like, I didn't know we made that. Sometime. Really? Yeah, sometime. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, as you know, we have um, you know, speakers and headphones and things of that nature. There's uh, also um, a, a marijuana brand, Marley Natural, and then of course the regular, you know, Bob Marley merchandise where you'd be used to being the T-shirts and posters and stuff like that. You know. Are you cool when you go somewhere and you see a shirt that you know that y'all ain't made? Do you go, hey, I'm Damien, yo, give me that shirt. Yeah. You know what? Because <laughs> you got to think, they've been bootlegging t-shirts for years now. And you got to be like, man, yeah, yeah. That's, my, that's my family. Y'all can't just be selling these shirts while I'm standing. No, but sometimes you see some really good design. And when you see a, when you see a good design, you know, it, it worth the money. Yeah. <laughs> what about what is your picture? Are you still cool like that too? If it's a picture of you. Picture what, of me. If they got a picture of you on the shirt. You're I like, would be honored if I saw 
pictures of myself being bootlegged all over the world, you know what I mean? Yeah, you are. yeah there you go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, you see, oh, you that's official. That's, that's official different. one. Yeah. Okay. We was about to charge you, like, you know, that's licensing <laughs> on us right there. Now, what was the inspiration behind the Stony Hill when you put it together this time? Uh, a lot of different things, because different songs have different topics. Um, overall, still, I think, um, you know, just the the... the Motivating people to believe in themselves. Um, none of us are perfect. All you can do is try. You know what I mean? That is kind of really the overall theme that you kind of find on the album in general, you know? Yeah. Is there one of those great, nasty, love-making reggae songs on there? I love those. Those are my favorites. There's a, there's a few great reggae love-making songs. I don't know why I would say nasty, but, you know. It's, I'm sorry. <laughs> I got it. You well-behaved. I got excited. I got excited. <laughs> My bad, my bad, my bad. What's your favorite one off the album? I don't really have a favorite, but there's a song that I've been telling people is a little bit sentimental to me because of some of the things that were happening around the time I wrote the song. Um, it's a song that reminds me a lot of, of my nephews and nieces who are at that age now, like early 20s, late teens, you know? Um, and also reminds me of a friend of mine who had passed away right around the time I was writing the song. So there's a few lines in there that are, you know, subliminally dedicated to him. And so when I hear the song, it kind of reminds me of, of my friend. But I mean, listening-wise, I don't really have any favorite in terms of just to listen to and enjoy myself. They're all your favorites. How do you feel about the current uh, age of reggae right now? How do you feel like, are you like, is this like the high point of it for you right now? Did you like it better like a few years back? How do you feel about the current sound? Well, I mean, I think all of us will always be somewhat attached to the music that we grew up to and the music that we're parting to when, like, you know, in our late high school years coming up, you know. So 90s dancehall and 80s dancehall will forever be one of my favorite sounding music, you know. I understand now that you have a lot of young people coming up, and even me, myself, have to give them a chance. I remember when I was young, it took a while for my mother to get used to the, the music I was listening to, you know what I'm saying? So even now, listening to what the, the next generation is coming up with, I, I'm still, you know, I have to give them a chance by giving myself a chance to get used to it. You know, um, overall, still, I can say, especially on the conscious side of the music, the root side of, of reggae music, there's a few artists that I'm, I'm very proud of the work that they're doing, um, namely Kabaka Pyramid, um, Chronix, Protégé, you know, them, them youths, they really are, 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 are hold up the banner the right way right now, you know, yeah. Okay. <laughs> what is your all-time favorite reggae song? The one where you hear and you lose control, you, ah! What's your favorite record? No matter the time it comes on, you get chills. Too much. Why one? If I have to pick one, probably. You can pick three. You can pick three. Go ahead. Uh, all right. You, you um, can be greedy. It's cool. Okay. All right. I'll probably say Shabba Rankin, Peeny Peeny. I'm a song named Peeny Peeny from Shabba Rankin. Um, Bob Marley's Sun is Shining. Uh, and any one of my songs. <laughs> <laughs> The whole collection. <laughs> now it is Q&A time. Do you have the magic question that you're going to ask? Yes, sir. Better, better be a good one. <laughs> Would you consider delaying your cruise next year uh, for the release of Mr. Bujibantan? I want to tell you, sir, as, to be honest, we're actually looking into organizing the, crew for, the cruise for next year. And, and definitely one of the things that we're considering is his release date and how that will fit into the schedule. Yeah. Okay, next one. You work here. 
<laughs> you let him ask. <laughs> I know you said this album is about motivating people. So why do you think like some people don't accomplish their goals? What do you think are some of the roadblocks that stops people from getting to where their dreams are at? Uh, lack of determination, lack of discipline, lack of being honest, like really, really being your own critic and, and you know, learning from your own mistakes. Sometimes there's lack of opportunity. Sometimes a luck, luck, little bit of luck goes a long way sometimes, you know. Lack of opportunity sometimes, you know. But that, again, that's the, a part of the thing in you know, the album. But really, it's, you know, it's your responsibility to get your thing done, get yourself together, you know. Yeah. What's been the greatest thing you've learned throughout your whole career? If it's one thing you could teach to all artists, what is one thing that you learned? Teach all artists? Yeah, if it was, when you meet an artist, you go, man, look out for this. What goes up must come down. So, you know, be, be humble because you, you, can't, you can't be the hottest thing every day. So remember, you know, that you're going to want people to pick you up when you need to be picked up too. Yeah. That was a good one. Next up, who got one in the back? Yeah, um, could you tell us the story when you first met Nas? The first time I met Nas was 95. If, I'm not, if I have the year correct, I want to say 95, where he was on Smoking Grooves tour. And my, my older brothers and sisters were on that tour too. They were headlining that tour. And also on that tour, he had the Fugees. So he was actually guest appearing in the Fugees set. He was doing If I Rule the World, they would call him on to do that, that single. You know, so that's the first time I ever met him, but that was just a brief handshake. And then the first time I really was able to have a conversation with him was when I invited him to be a part of, of my album on a track called Road to Zion. So when he came to the studio, our, our studio at home in Miami, he came to, to do his part, and that's the first time I really spoke to him, like, you know? Yeah. What was it like when you got the call from Jay-Z? Did you go, ha, this ain't Jay? No, <laughs> no, I, can't, I knew it was How'd that one come together? He, he texted me, actually. So he didn't call me, he texted me. And he knew I was coming out here to, to California to do the video for medication. And, um, you know, he heard that I was coming out. So he said, if he can, you know, steal two hours of my time to come by the studio. So I said, yeah, sure. And he said he had an idea he wanted to play for me. So we got to the studio. He actually played the whole album for us. Um, my song included, but of course minus my voice, right? And said he would like me to do the hook for the song. So he already had the idea what he wanted for the hook. So I, I did that for him, the vocals for the hook. And then he said, okay, you know, just please freestyle on the beat. And I looped the beat out a few times. So I, and I, I freestyle over the beat. And then they kind of cut up my freestyle and constructed what is like my verse on, on the record, you know? So that's how that went down. And did you, when you, before you left, did you go, thanks, Jay? And then hit him with a bill? <laughs> no, it's JC. No. He raps about money all the time. No, man. No, I'd have been, like, be like, yeah, dog. <laughs> Sign it over. <laughs> no, but it was, a, it was an honor, you know, because I'm a fan. So it was an honor. You're yeah. a great man. Because <laughs> I would hit him with a bill. Crazy. What you want to say, bruh? Hello. Um, I just wanted to just uh, ask you what's your favorite strain and uh, do you have a, like, a specific, specific time that you choose to medicate? My wait, 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 answer. I'm, I'm going to add on to that. <laughs> when did you start getting into strange stuff like that? Because, you know, you you from the era where it was regular. Mm -hmm. Now they got this space age stuff. Did you, were you like, were you like, mm, I'm cool on that. It's, no. It I tastes like coconuts and all types no, of stuff. This is no. bubble gum. What's it? It's supposed to be weed. Uh -uh. 
I've, You've always been down with it, like no matter what it was. Yeah, because we, I mean, you know, Herb is a big part of our culture and from growing up. Um, even like in Jamaica, we used to get the High Times magazine every now and then. Would, somebody would bring down a copy or whatever it be. And even looking at those things. So we'd be down there dreaming of strains that we hadn't yet tried out. And you know what I mean? And, and kind of, even as a teenager, too, I, you know, a couple of times I tried growing. You know what I mean? Not to any great success, but I've tried growing a few times. So, you know, and my favorite strain now to answer your question is, is my strain that we have, you know what I mean? Yeah, which, which is called Speak Life. OG Kush, you know, speak life. Yeah. Besides, besides your strain. <laughs> yeah, I think so. What city were you in where they had, where even you had to go, oh, wow. What do you mean? Hold on, don't answer the question for him. It could be Amsterdam. He's been around the world. What, what do you mean? What, like you had some. Good strains? Yeah, but some that was, that even you were like, oh, my God, what is this? What do you put in it? Cinnamon? What? <laughs> I mean, I can't. I know you're cool Look, with it, but it Amsterdam, happened at one time. Amsterdam have some good herb. I mean, especially where you find, even like back in like back in the days before um, Europe, the borders were so free. So you'd be in Europe and and really have no access to any good herb. So you'd kind of dry out. And then when you reach to Amsterdam now, and they'd have the high quality, you kind of like overdose back again. You know what I mean? <laughs> so you know, um, and I've seen, I've been in coffee shops and seen people just knock out. Like, you, their blood sugar gets too low and they just pass out and stuff like this. I'm like, wow, you know? But California, my favorite herb being grown right now is, is in California. Yeah. yeah. One for us. <laughs> we got another question in the land? Where we at? Hey. Peace. Hi, um, So, first I was going to ask what would you tell your 18-year-old self, but that was a similar question. Now I want to ask... How do you maintain your own essence, your own sense of self in the industry that might not reflect you? What did I tell my 18-year-old my self? Is that what you said? Um, I, would, I would say to my 18-year-old self, make use of your time. You know, it's only a time waste where it could have been probably spent it better, you know what I mean? Um, and also... Uh, you know, speak up for yourself. You know, there's something where we have to, you know, you have to come with maturity after that time. Um, and the other question was maintain. That is something I don't really think about too much. I just be myself and do what I like doing. And, you know, from I love it, that's what is the most important thing to me. You know what I mean? So this, I don't really have to think too much about trying to maintain who I am. You know? Yeah. So give me one more. I just want to know if we can smoke after. Well, you know, I was going to ask the same thing because it's, uh, it's, uh, it's not my building. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so everybody got to Stony Hill, right? Yeah. We're going to get the tickets to the tour, right? Yeah. On the courtesy of Hennessy VSOP's Privileged Music Series, we have your own courtesy bottle. Is it on the back too? Engraved just for you. Oh, yeah? Well, just thank for you. you. Thank you. Enough love. Thanks. Do it for one time. <laughs> thank one you. One more time. Give it up for Damien, y'all. Sure. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.